detective. Thrill me. Thanks for joining us again. A secondary New Year's Eve episode. Uh, we couldn't get Gibbo and Maddie back for this, but um, possibly because of what it is. It's another slasher film. We really we really have gone a little bit sort of slasher-esque over well, the New Year's we period. we fumbled the ball. Yeah, we did drop and the so ball. So now we're picking it up. <laughs> <laughs> picking it up. Are you sure again. we didn't fumble it again? Yeah, I think we did. We dropped it again. <laughs> we dropped it, recovered, and <laughs> dropped it again. In real life, it was slippery. <laughs> it flew out of our hands. Now, look, we just thought we'd throw a second episode in to thank everybody, all our listeners, for listening to us over the past 12 months. And so, without further ado, here is 1980s. We're just going to go to the trailer for 1980s Terror Train. Train from 1980, directed by Roger Spotswood, who directed the Bond film Tomorrow Never Dies and the Arnie actioner The Sixth Day. It's produced by Harold Greenberg, who produced Porky's. <laughs> Screenplay was by T.Y. Drake and Judas Rasco, and it's from a story by Daniel Grodnick. And it stars Jamie Lee Curtis as Alana, Ben Johnson as Khan, Hart Botchner as Doc, and David Copperfield as the magician. The budget was $3.5 million, and the box office was somewhere between 8 and $10 million. Just a little bit of trivia. The name of the rock band 
in the film was crime. And judging by the songs produced, <laughs> it was a crime. <laughs> so, spot on. All right, Jared, what is your take on Terror Train? It's got some really good ideas. Got some very good ideas in there. But all in all, it falls into generic slasher stuff. And the good ideas probably get snowed under a little bit. The current looking at it in the modern day, it's uh, I mean, the setup is is just just awful, <laughs> really. And I mean, overall, it was it was fun enough. It's probably it's probably in the upper tier of of slashes from that time. Mm. Not one of the real greats, but it's one of the ones that you'd probably watch again. I think. I, I dropped it back to about a two and a half by the end of it. Yep. It takes a long while to sort of get get anywhere. The kills are, although some of them are quite good, they're they're, they're quite bloodless, and some mm. of them go for like some of them seem to go for a, a while to actually get the job done huh. with characters that we're sort of uh, we don't need to be spending that much time with. So yeah, two and a half for me. Two and a half. <laughs> I'll probably go with three. I feel a bit like you. It probably wastes a really good location, a really the really good idea of the killer changing costumes yep. with each death, which I think is fantastic, and it works really well. And a post Halloween Jamie Lee Curtis, and it kind of it kind of muffs it a little bit. For the first hour or so, it's very slow. And there seems to be a lot of padding involving David Copperfield. <laughs> but once it kicks into gear and the train is brought to a halt and the killer starts pretty much to stalk Doc and his crew, it actually comes home with a bit of yeah. bit of pace. It actually works really well. Mm-hmm. So that last 40 minutes is really enjoyable. Yeah. And that's probably why it, it's one that's it's rewatchable. But you're right, it's not up there with your the burnings or your My Bloody Valentines yep. or your Friday the 13th. Mm. It's a tier lower, but it's still at a pretty good level yep. um, for these type of films. So, yeah, I'd give it three. Straight away, I think Jamie Lee Curtis is basically... She's pretty much phoning it in here, mm. but she's still very good. Yep. There's something about her... Ability to take these characters and make them sort of vulnerable but also tough. Yeah. And I think that's difficult for a lot of the final girls throughout yeah. the slasher period. And you had a, cu- a couple of other decent actors on there. Like the conductor, obviously, had a lengthy career. Yeah, and then um, you had Hart Bogner, who's, who's, you know, solid. very capable actor. So, yeah. Um, I mean, there's some shit-ass actors there in there, is, too, there's some, we'll there's get to a them. couple of dreadful... dreadful <laughs> oh, there's one in particular. <laughs> Holy shit, he's bloody awful. <laughs> but overall, um, I think having Jamie Lee Curtis in it really... It kind of elevates it a little bit hmm. because it adds that... You know that the final girl's not just going to lay down for them. And she does a really good job, I think, even though I think it's probably her least... I think it's probably the one that she's least invested in of that period. Quite possibly, yes. Um, maybe Prom Night could have been yeah. slightly less invested in that. I think this one's probably better than Prom Night, so yeah. maybe she should uh, be a little more invested. But yeah. Uh, the train. Absolutely fantastic location. Good, good way film. to set up a slasher film. 
Like that there's, you know, there's nowhere to go. Um, there's a little bit, they do a fairly solid job of, the, you know, there's a little bit of time between discovering that, yeah, we're in some shit here. Hmm. And then when they do stop, they kind of, they at least try to give a credible reason why they can't stay there, hmm. which, you know, take it or leave it. But in general, the, the, the location's quite good. I, I just like the fact that the the small, tight confines, yep. the, it's fairly underlit, which gives it this sort of atmosphere of kind of dread. They do a pretty good job, I think, of doing of building that and making it a really interesting place to have a slasher movie. Very similar somewhat to something like My Bloody Valentine with the mines. You know, same type of thing is to take it into this claustrophobic type of area. And I think they do a good job here with that. As I said before, the killer switching costumes. Yeah. It's it's a real winner. It's one of the best idea. ideas they've got yeah. in the movie. Because um, you just never quite know... Yeah, the fact that there's always a change in costume, it kind of throws you off, adds a little extra bit of layer of mystery to everything. Yeah. I felt it was possibly their best idea that should have been used more. There's, yeah. There's one instance in particular that I liked. I mean, it was ludicrous, but when when the conductor finds the first body... Yes. ...and then the next person sort of changes into the costume... Overlooking how silly it is that you know they're gonna have to have cleaned it up and he's checked a pulse and assumed that this person was dead and there was blood everywhere, yeah. But then he comes back and oh, they must have just got it was someone who was drunk and has got up, but you've got someone there in the costume kind of giving him the yes, yes, I'm all good, which was a good idea. Like it, it was, it, it was, was an, it was a slight shift, yeah, to what you would normally get, yeah, which was the whole toilet had been. Clean head to toe, and the corpse had been deposited out the window or something, and no one knew. And that kind of stuff, I, I although I understand that as a slasher trope, I thought this was slightly twisting that a little well, bit. Well, you expect when, when the conductor gets into that confined space and finds the body, your immediate thought is, oh, he's fucked. Yeah. They're going to kill him. And then that doesn't happen, so it's it's just that twist on what you what you expect from these tropes yeah. that makes it, you know that, that that little bit little bit fresher and a little bit more kind of exciting when you're trying to unravel what's going on. Good to see Doc was beheaded. He yeah. got what he deserved, I would suggest. Yes, look, uh, I think shit my of a bloke. character development is in my dislikes, unfortunately, but. He was kind of like the ringleader. Yeah, he yeah. was the kind of the asshole. Yep. And they give him uh, a death that's fitting of of what kind of bloke he was. Yeah. Which I liked. Yep. I also felt, for me, probably my biggest like was from when Jamie Lee Curtis was in that put in the compartment, yep. and then Kenny comes to get her, and she uses a sex doll as a as a fake out. <laughs> Yeah, it's good to see the sex doll getting used <laughs> appropriately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then she lunges out of the closet and stabs him in the back. All of that stuff there, even though I feel that I have a dislike to it, it, it runs a little long. Yeah, it kind of drags. But a lot of that stuff I really liked. The chase, the you know, him trying, him cornering her in that cage. Yeah. Couple and of nice visuals. Jamming the, the the stick through the cage mm-hmm. uh, and taking out the lights. Yep. Uh, even though you know you're thinking to yourself, "Well, don't you need to see?" 
what's yeah. going on. Yeah. But still, it was a cool visual. Everything going to black on the outside. She can, yeah, she's yeah. looking out. There's, you can't see anything. Even the uh, even though it looked, it, it was a little ridiculous. But the visual was really cool when when Kenny has been kicked off the train and. You know, we get the shot of the hands dangling off the off the edge of it and whatever. When you see Jamie Jamie Lee Curtis laying down, and then you see the hag mask in the window, yeah. Like, aside from the fact you're thinking, how the how the fuck is he crawling along the? <laughs> well, he was a magician. He just made a outside the train. It's a cool visual, and yeah. the lighting again plays a really nice part to to give it this really creepy look to it. Yeah. Um, so that stuff, yeah, a lot of that stuff down the stretch was even was quite good. when Kenny finally sort of reveals himself, dressed up as the conductor, yeah, and actually sort of says some things to her, yeah, for, something about the way he says it, yeah, it just feels really unnerving for a, for a, really for someone who wasn't an actor, yeah. It's delivered quite well. Yeah. It brings a real kind of creepiness, a real... It's kind of all just sort of straight face with no real sort of yeah. emotion in it. It's yeah. really... Um, it's quite quite a good uh, way to sort of have that confrontation between the two of them. Yeah. I'm not quite sure why he suddenly starts going... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no. The, but the, the memory comes. But the conductor just back. fucking lays him no, out. Fucking just irons the poor cunt flat. <laughs> just. He dishes up two of your best with a shovel yeah. and sends him fucking hurtling out. <laughs> they boots him out the window and then we get the shot of him bloody His crumpling bo- onto the ice. Like, it's, I mean, it's, it's harsh. It's, it's like, in the space of ten seconds, both of us were sitting there going, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Couple of wallops with the shovel and out you go. I also really like the hag mask. Yeah, yeah. I oh, know, just a really cool look. Yep. And in fact, had they have just gone with that? I didn't mind the ground mask. <laughs> 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 Even if they'd have just gone with the hag mask, it would have looked really cool. Yeah, but... But the fact that yeah, they mixed it... I think they're mixing it up because... They mixed it up, and out of the costumes, most of them look pretty good. The, even the lizard thing was a bit, you know, it was it was wasn't as scary as the other two, but it. But of, I guess I liked what they were doing there. Was you didn't see a costume and immediately think, well, that's our guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, could have been anybody. Yeah. Even though they had those sequences where he'd walk past and go, <laughs> and just randomly looked down corridors and stuff, and you kind of knew it was him. Yeah. But still. I liked it. I really liked that bit. Definitely. Any other likes for you? No, that was that was the bulk of it. Dislikes. Mm-hmm. Some of the other actors are shit ass. <laughs> the bloke in the snake suit. He's not an actor. <laughs> he is not an actor. He's terrible. Well, he's worked. He's terrible. He's worked after that. I'll Has believe. he? Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah, he was bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's he only a couple in it. There's a scene in particular where he was attempting to act like he'd had, had, a, had, had quite a, a few... Uh, <laughs> he'd partaken in a few ales before he got <laughs> yeah, there. Well, let me tell you something. He should have <laughs> drank a few ales <laughs> to get it right. Yeah, yeah that's, that scene particularly was like... It was really out. bad, where he starts turning around going, oh, that trick you played, oh. Yeah. yeah it's like, oh, God. Copperfield... Not an actor. <laughs> no. Too monotone, Copperfield. I think they were trying to go with a, a he's a red herring. 
Well, Copperfield, well, absolutely. And from what I've read, he wasn't he wasn't supposed to be in the movie, but one of the producers liked Copperfield, so <laughs> decided okay, to put him in the movie as a magician. Look, he had a couple of moments where the actual magic tricks that he was doing were kind of impressive to see, yeah. um, and knowing that, as he, he said, you know, basically what you see is what I was doing. Yeah, um, I was trying to trying to make sure that I was fooling everyone. Yeah. The, the cast, the crew. Um, so that was kind of impressive, but it's clear that he's been set up. It kind of, pardon the pun, but it kind of derails things because he is so he's in it so much, and so I mean he's his own separate dislike because he's in it so much that he has been given the role of you're the red herring. So any other thing that was there to kind of draw you off the off the scent was. Just non-existent from well, that point in a way, on. He, you you always knew it wasn't him. Yeah, in a way, it was so he kind of so exists solely and solely to give Kenny the kind of hiding in plain sight. Yeah, situation. But even the way that they do it, Copperfield kind of overshadows that. So when it's you get the hiding in plain sight stuff, yeah, you're like, well, the assistant wasn't there enough. Like you barely even saw it. And honest to goodness. Kenny sticks out like dog's nuts dressed as a woman. I mean, he is no more convincing as a woman as I am. Well, can I tell you that <laughs> he was actually a drag performer? I know, I know. It Had was, quite, a, quite a, I don't know whether, whether it was a successful drag show. I don't know, know. Was, I don't uh, know. But when you see her, but you know, the first it's time only it works. actually a couple of shots. Yeah, there's the first time it works because they keep her kind of out of it. There's a few shots where... It does work. Yeah, because you don't you don't see it close. But when they I think when they bring her back a couple of times near the end, yeah. just before they reveal everything, yeah. you can tell. Yeah. Because they linger. They linger too much. They should have played a little bit safer like they did early, which was barely almost like early on they kind of almost don't even kind of acknowledge her. It's She's, a fine line. It's a fine fine line because some people, even the way that it's presented, some people see it as a cheat. Yeah. To me, it's like uh, Mrs. Voorhees is a cheat because you've never seen her in a movie. Never, yeah, we didn't you've know her. You've heard her name, but then you've never seen her in the movie. This isn't so much a cheat, but perhaps they haven't done it well enough that you... I mean, it's so difficult because you have to give the audience, to really nail it, you have to give the audience a chance to to see it and say, yeah, that's that's... That's what's happening here. But you know what? Because I feel that this Copperfield's involvement feels like padding, like extensive padding. He's in it more than I thought. Mm. Initially, I remember thinking he's only in it for a a couple of scenes and he does a couple of magic tricks and that's it. He's in it. And he really has no involvement with anyone. Yeah. But he actually does. He has quite a bit of involvement with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. I think the problem is they would have got away... They would have really set it up nice. They had that sequence where he was at the back, out the back getting nervous and that, yeah. having the assistant talk to him. Yeah. That would have been all you needed. Yeah, yeah. The assistant speaking with him, so you know the assistant, you think it's a woman, they bring her on stage, it does the work. Yeah. You don't need to see her again. And then you find out that's Kenny. Now... Well, that's what you needed to do. That's what I mean. Like, some people do see, like, some of the reviews and stuff I read 
feel it, it it was a cheat. Yeah. Whereas I'm more in the camp of no, nah, it was it was well hidden. It just could have done with yeah. as you said. Just clean, one it needed to be cleaned up a little bit about how could, they did it. You could just because it's not really hiding in plain sight in a way. It's well hidden. Yeah. Rather than the, like if it was in plain sight, like if there was if there was parts where that character was right in front of the camera and you didn't know. Yeah. You didn't the way that the scene and it fits in with the magician vibe, the sleight of hand. Yeah. They're standing like right in front of the camera or have not a, maybe not a close up, but close enough that you can see the character right there, but Copperfield's doing the work or someone else is doing it yeah. so the sleight of hand. I mean, they get really close to that. There is scenes, if you go back and watch it, where it kind of is that. Yeah. Close but, but no cigar kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, they were very close to making it really, really well done. Yep. And the actual reveal kind of is a bit of a whimper when they finally actually get to it mm. that it's it's Kenny's been in right yeah. there as the assistant the whole time it's kind of yeah bit. rushed because she picks up the book she sees him yeah yeah but let's face it Kenny is the real magician I mean fuck there's one mention of Copperfield going I can't find my assistant <laughs> that's because <laughs> you're doing a trick making people disappear and then going shit I've got to get back to the toilet and clean up that mess and <laughs> <laughs> costumes and fucking holy shit what was I in before was I in the Groucho costume oh bloody hell yeah. Oh, yeah she's running around like a bloody mad person yeah <laughs> it's yeah. hard to swallow it is it's it's uh, but it's it's perfect for, for a slasher flick it's that kind of reveal is exactly what you're kind of looking for. You're looking for this this slasher movie that surprises you. Yes. So, and it does a reasonable job of that. Yeah, it does. It just doesn't do it quite well doesn't enough. Just, and as I said, I think sometimes they get into... It doesn't knock it out of the park like the conductor <laughs> no, knocks it in Kenny. No, no it doesn't. <laughs> they get in too close on her um, near the end. A couple of times they get in and you can, you can see and... You, she also, when she talks, it's not as convincing as mm. the first couple of times you see her. So they kind of muff it there, but overall it's not too bad. Yes. My problem with it is that Copperfield feels like a heap of padding. That we constantly have the bloody conductor and his buddies playing cards. Yeah. And the conductor seems to be conducting an investigation, yeah. not well, conducting okay. a trade. I'm okay with a bit of that, but they overdid it. Yeah. And it feels like the movie didn't need padding. Considering it's like a hundred minutes, 90, ninety-seven minutes with credits. You, you can go eighty-five you with a slasher in nineteen eighty. Give us eighty. Eighty. So you could really chop back on that a little bit, and not had so much of it. And I felt it slowed things down. That was a key a part of bit. that first hour where things were very sluggish. Yep. Very tame, as far as gore is concerned. Yeah, yeah. Which. Not everything needs to have people getting their heads cut off left and right. I don't mind a little bit of that, but I'm not sort of like, just do it for the sake of it. This one was just, yeah, it was other end of the spectrum. Like, it, yeah. th- there was barely anything. So, you need a little bit of, uh, you need a little bit of that to ramp up the scares. Yeah. I feel. And, and to showcase that this person means business. Yeah. You know? That opening sequence, I don't really like it. No. Because it's, it's twofold, twofold. The prank is just shit. Like, the what kind of person, what kind of people would do this kind of thing? The, the, the other people are the deranged ones. <laughs> 
seriously. So for the rest of the movie, there's there's a bunch of people, even Jamie Lee, you're like, you're still in on this. Yeah. Whether you knew that was a course or not, debatable for one. Yeah. Secondly, you knew it was a course. Secondly, you are still in on a very, very ordinary prank. Yeah. Mate. But yeah, the like, I mean, if you're saying to me, hey, hey, uh, I got a really good idea for a prank. I'm going to pinch a corpse. <laughs> I'm like, stop there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, think about it. Yeah, a have second. a think about it, and then <clears throat> think about: is this a good prank? Is it a good prank? You're pinching a corpse, and then yeah, my response would be: so I'm pinching a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, hear me out. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah, you're here. Go. Just take a few deep breaths and think about it. So I'm pitching a corpse again. <laughs> All right, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. you're right. I really need to ramp this up a notch. <laughs> That's not gonna work. I'll pitch a second corpse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like yeah. it's a really shit prank. I understand it was about sending him crazy. Yeah, but the whole idea of it is really seedy. First, secondly. You can't tell me that somehow... I mean, I hate this stuff in these movies where the nerdy guy who you would assume is far more switched on yeah, than yeah. these other bozos... Well, that's how they're painted yeah, in these painted, movies. Yeah, painted that, smarter yeah. and that would go with... Jamie Lee Curtis has not, has not looked at me. Hasn't spoke to you. All hasn't year. spoken to me for an entire... However many years of college. And then suddenly she wants to sleep with you? Yeah. Mm, me smells the corpse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me smells shit prank coming on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that the kind of thing that I guess it's hard. The eighties they were doing a fair bit of this sort of stuff. Remember Slaughter High? Yeah. No, sorry. Is it Slaughter High or yeah, Slaughter High? Yeah, Slaughter High. Um, yep. Uses a similar type of setup conceit. Yep. That they. He ends up getting badly hurt. Yeah. And he comes back for revenge. Same sort of thing. But even if you just gave him an ass whooping. But I mean, the, like the setup is, it's such a seedy prank that you're just like, you're out on everybody. And including, they, for me, Jamie Lee. Now, thankfully, she's a good actress and we've got connections to her from previous movies that you, you kind of go along with it a little bit with her. But the rest of them, you're like, oh. And they good do try God. and throw her a couple of things in where she kind of points out that the joke, that the prank was shit, and she went and saw him, and all that sort of stuff. You know, they try and kind of turn her character slightly. Yeah. Whereas Doc and Co. There's no edges, mate. So they don't even set them up well at the start. So you don't know them well enough to think, well, you know, okay, but he, you know. This guy didn't want to do it. Yeah, this, this guy, guy didn't want to do it. Or they thought about it, and then they unfortunately it, it went too far. Yeah, you know yeah. that type of thing. It never really got there. No. I mean, the, the only thing we see of Doc prior to that is using a, a dead hand to shake hands with another bloke. <laughs> Mate, he's got all the tricks. <laughs> I think he went on to work for um, uh, Old Mate in Halloween 3 and his uh, his pranks, you know, the bloody dead to war for whatever he was talking about. <laughs> like, he's right, right up there, Ali. All these classic, all the real gems. I actually think Doc really is just Ellis in college, <laughs> isn't he? Yeah. College Ellis. Yeah, college he's, Ellis. He is just... 
The he same should... ended up getting on the coke. Yeah. Like, he didn't lose his head. He ended up snorting it <laughs> off. <laughs> Only to get shot later by... Hard Scrooge. Hard Yeah, he... They really don't give them any shades. And so no. a movie's 97... A slash movie's 97 minutes. You've got a little bit more time... Yeah. ...if you wanted to give them some some shades. And you don't do it with everybody. I mean, no. it is a slasher. We're not, we don't need... But Doc, <laughs> you could have you could have rounded Doc off a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. He had quite a bit of screen time. Yeah. Or his mate. There was, there was that interesting part, just for a second, where he starts talking about, oh, I'm the ideas, he just bankrolled it and all this sort of stuff. There's a bit of tension coming between those two. And I'm like, you could have played that out a little bit. Like... Mm. But, I mean, shit, after that prank, Doc's coming to you with an idea. You're saying, go away. Like, your ideas have already caused enough fucking yeah, yeah, trouble yeah, for yeah. us, mate. The bloke's already in a fucking sanitarium <laughs> because of this. Yeah. Uh, I also find the conductor is um, a little bit slow off the mark to getting in touch with anyone. Yeah, yeah be no. I thought he'd have a, a radio. radio or something. He's too busy playing. I mean, it's like he's just like fucking flicked a switch on the train and then just wanders off and plays a bit of cards and sings a few cans and he grabs <laughs> on a bed. He definitely look. There was there was a few tins on that oh, table. He demolished a few tins before he started his investigation. Definitely bleary eyed, the big man. Yeah. And secondly, he comes back after he's found the snake guy. Yeah, and he. He proceeds to wander around for a bit, pick up, get a cup of coffee, and the bloke goes, you yeah, all right? That's all right. I think I found a dead guy. <laughs> He's having a cup what? of coffee. What? <laughs> cup of coffee before he actually talks to anyone about it. Fully emergency <laughs> break, mate. We've yeah. got a dead person on here. Yep, yep. You know, it's, he, he seems to kind of do nothing. Hmm. My last dislike was... It just feels like it drags. When it Kenny does. actually gets kicked off the train, that really should be the end of it. Yeah, but I'm glad it wasn't. I mean, in the end, yeah, I was glad it wasn't because it actually the little ended bit with a that. bit more strength. Yeah. But possibly could have brought that shit forward. Well, I don't think that's the problem. But I, think then again, that, I think that stuff was the good stuff. Then I mean, again, load yeah. up. You, needed, you needed Babe Ruth loading up. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> the lead-up was the problem. Yeah. But like getting to it all took ages in time. Like, I mean, Doc's death, though, I mean, he's... Fucking fumbling around that cabin for what seems like forever before anything <laughs> happens. Yeah, I think there was a few minutes prior where the, the fat could have been trimmed a little bit. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Mm. Did you have any other dislikes? I did. Really? The costume swapping. It's not used anywhere near enough. Now, yeah. It's the, probably not enough costumes either. The thing, the thing that I feel like... It could have done was you get that one part where it's used to full effect is with snake where the snake man you know hmm. the conductor after making himself a cuppa see we can buy that the thing's been cleaned up because he's gone and made himself a coffee <laughs> had a chat to someone before he comes back to check if there actually is a dead person there and I think he's admitting that he's he's knocked a few tins over and <laughs> <laughs> perhaps he was seeing things but <laughs> That's actually, you know, that's we we see it used a little bit there. Yeah. The one thing is, you're never really confused as to who. There's never any any mystery as to which costume the killer's in. And yeah. I feel like you could have used that. I feel like you could have had like almost had something in the middle where it's kind of like the thing. With yeah. A couple of people in a room. Who's who did this well, or something like that? Well, you know, like you could have gone one step further and. Unfortunately, it would have meant you might have had to skip 
showing some of those early murders. Yeah. But suddenly you've got three or four costumes waltzing the halls. Yeah. And yeah. you have no idea which one yeah. of them is the one that. Or they find yeah they find two bodies at the uh, yeah. they find two bodies maybe we don't get yeah we 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 see somebody's killed off screen to achieve this, but then there's two two costumes that it could be. Mm. And there's a bit of mystery there. Or when they come back in and everyone's in the same car, yes, someone's found dead, but we don't know whose costume. We don't know what costume they were in, or something like that. Like mm. there's a few. There was a few other avenues where I feel like in those stretches where it was really boring, you had the perfect opportunity, opportunity to, to play to with really, the audience a yeah, little. Yeah, to really play the mystery. And they didn't card a little. In fact, they didn't do it at all. No. Yeah. That was. It, it that was the one problem with that yeah, idea. Yeah, that was kind of where I felt like the, the good ideas got snowed under a little bit. With that and the, the you know, hiding in plain sight stuff together, I feel like you really could have had a, a real gem here, you know? Yeah, definitely. Anything else? That's it for me. That's it. That is Terror Train. Mm. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify and Podomatic. We're at, send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia. We're at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com or on Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for details of our next episode. But until then, Happy New Year. And we look forward to coming back with uh, more episodes in 2020. But until then, take it easy and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.